hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. Hope everyone's having an amazing day. We're going to attempt to finish the rest of the book of Matthew. We're in Matthew chapter 24, reading on the New Living Translation. Jesus speaks about the future. As Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings. But he responded, do you see all these buildings? I'll tell you the truth, they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, tell us, when, when will all this happen? What sign will signal your return in the end of the world? <laughs> Speaking of the end of the world, everyone's all getting all excited. The supposed to have like the final blood moon is tonight, or so early this morning, around three or four in the morning. So it's one of the signs of the end times. Go read the book of Revelation or Google it. I'm not going to go that deep into that right now about the blood moons. All right. So, yeah, no man knows the day or the hour, but there's signs everywhere. Something's, something's coming. Something's coming down the pipeline. It's only a matter of time. All right, so they said, what sign will signal your return in the end of the world? Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and threats of wars. Hmm. North Korea, threatening South Korea, got Russia and Ukraine, China trying to take over what uh, one of those little countries. Indonesia, Thailand, one of them. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Go Google it. China's trying to take over somebody. Uh, anyway. You will hear of wars and threats of wars or rumors of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Hmm. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all, we've already had a lot of earthquakes. If you go Google, there's been all kind of earthquakes that have happened. If you want to go look that up. But um, then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and, be betray, and betray and hate each other. It's pretty deep. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. We've seen a lot of that recently. But I guess there's another level of uh, cold-bloodedness that could happen. And sin is definitely rampant, but it hasn't reached the level to where, you know, it's kind of... Sin is all over the place, but it's really serious, like in uh, Vegas or, you know, in New Orleans and, you know, L.A. and Amsterdam. New York, Miami, but apparently it's like a whole other level of sin where it's going to be like how it is in Westport on a Saturday night um, or the other areas that people hang out at the different bars here in Kansas City. It's going to apparently going to be even worse than that all over. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. So... There's a lot. If you go on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, you there's a whole lot of people 
preaching the good news. There's some weird stuff out there too, but for the most part, I've seen a lot of people posting scriptures and preaching and speaking prophetic words, sharing dreams and visions. That's visions that the Lord has shown them, pointing people to Jesus and telling people to wake up. So we're seeing it. We're definitely seeing it. Verse 15, the day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about the sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing in the holy place. Reader, pay attention. That was in parentheses. Put that there. All right. Verse 16, then those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. You're not gonna be able to. You're not gonna even desire to go back and get your PS5 and your iPhones and MacBooks and pianos and ukuleles and collections of Teletubby and Beanie Babies and basketball cards. Got to leave all that behind. Flat screen TVs, projectors. A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. I'm sorry, Lord, I need a coat. Because if it's cold outside, I'm sorry. I need a coat. I hate being cold. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days. And pray that your flight will not be in winter or the Sabbath. Yep. For there will be greater anguish than at any time since the world began. And it will never be so great again. It's pretty serious stuff, y'all. Verse 22, in fact, unless that time of calamity is shortened, not a single person will survive, but it will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. Hmm, who are these chosen ones? So apparently there's going to be some, this is where you get into the whole post-trib, pre-trib, that some Christians will actually be raptured up and then some Christians will actually be left behind and endure the great tribulation during this time. And anyway... And survive. Verse 23. Then if anyone tells you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, pay attention to that phrase, if possible, even God's chosen ones. Pay attention to that phrase, if possible. So when I read that, if it were possible, they would be deceived, but God's chosen ones, They'll know the truth from the lie. They'll know the truth from Messiah versus these fake ones. And they'll be able to discern not to fall for his tricks. Because tricks are for kids, silly wabbit. Verse 25. See, I have warned you about this ahead of time. So if someone tells you, look, the Messiah is out in the desert. Don't bother to go and look. Or look, he is hiding here. Don't believe it. For as the lightning flashes in the east and shines to the west, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. Hmm. Verse 28, just as the gathering of vultures shows there is a carcass nearby, so these signs indicate that the end is near. Interesting that he would use vultures to talk about the end. We've seen most of the stuff on that list. We've seen it. Sin is rampant. Rumors of wars. Um, and it's kind of cranking up even more. Yeah, all that stuff on that list. The love of, of many growing cold. We're already seeing it. Verse 29. Immediately after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened. 
Here we go. The moon will give no light. The sun will be darkened. The moon will give no light. The stars will fall from the sky and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then at last, the sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens and there will be deep mourning among all the peoples of the earth. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with the mighty blast of a trumpet. And they will gather his chosen ones from all over the world. Pray to God, I'm part of that that little list there. <laughs> the chosen ones. Uh, please, Lord, I don't want to go through the great tribulation. Please, Lord, uh-uh. just beam me up, Lord. Beam me up, Lord. <laughs> please, Lord, beam me up. Beam me up uh, from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. Verse 32, now learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things, you can know his return is very near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene until at these will not pass from the scene until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. Interesting. So when I read that, it means there will always be access to as far as I know, the Bible will always be around or somehow the word of God. We actually talked about that in the prayer meeting, like how did Enoch and and like uh, Job follow God when they didn't have a Bible to read from or Noah and all of them. Anyway, they were able to hear the voice of God. Anyway, let's keep going. Verse 36. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the son himself. Only the father knows. So anytime somebody, I remember, I think it was around 2016. It was like the Mayan calendar or something like that. I just remember I was like, I think it was 2016. Maybe it was sooner. Than, it had to know. It had to be sooner than that. It had to be like. 2011 12 somewhere around there yeah i was selling cars at this car dealership and there was all this talk about the mayan calendar i think ending and people there were signs and billboards up about it being the end of the world and and i'll never forget being at the car dealership and my old bought manager being like they knew i was a christian and they were like well if the rapture happens or you know i'm gonna grab onto aaron's leg or whatever his foot as he floats up it's funny uh, but yeah, no man knows the day or the hour. However, yeah, however, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. Verse 37. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. Verse 40. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Now, that's some deep stuff. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Like, what happened to Susie? Oh, there she goes. Verse 42. So you too must keep watch. For you don't know what day your Lord is coming. 
my brother and I always we always joke, talk to him about like I don't want to, I just don't want to be caught doing something crazy I shouldn't be doing, you know, hanging out with some young lady I shouldn't be with, you know, having over in my spot, or even in the middle of doing some yeah masturbating, looking at inappropriate, uh, whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> when he shows up, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. So you too must keep watch for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. You can't be like, God, can you just wait five more minutes, ten more minutes, sir? Yeah, it won't be that way. All right, understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, not the ham burglar, but a real burglar, you know, come steal all your stuff. If, yeah, knew exactly when the burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. A faithful and sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. kind of curious what this reward is but we'll find out in heaven I'll tell you the truth the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns but what if the servant is evil and thinks my master won't be back for a while and he begins beating the other servants partying and getting drunk the master will return unannounced and unexpected Now, a deep philosophical thought that I think a lot about is like, technically God is timeless, right? So what if he could have returned irrespective of our particular concept of time? I don't know. I'm not going to go there, but that's a, I think about that sometimes, like, and we're all living kind of our own realities mixed in with other people's realities. Well, my, at the end of the day, just be ready. That's all. That's the main point. Just be ready at all times. All right. The master will return unannounced and unexpected. He will cut the servant to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's the last place I want to be cut into pieces and assigned in a place with the hypocrites. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, but God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've 
walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray, amen.